Hey guys! I'm Dami. I'm Omotelani. And this is Kemisola. You're welcome to Square Table Podcast. Hi guys, welcome to another episode. How are you guys? More. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this week has been really crazy, man. I'm an angry bird right now, but then <laughs> I, I feel like I'm just like, going to find solace in this podcast and um, find my energy back. I know, right? This is therapy for me now. Exactly. Like, serious, serious therapy. therapy. <laughs> Having to like discuss like certain things, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, how was your week, Dami? How was your week? How was work, you mm. guys? Get me entrepreneur mama. How is sales going? <laughs> Please. You people should leave. <laughs> you people should leave me alone. I'm not the one that is supposed to be funding you. It has been established that Tolani is the sugar mommy. People should just podcast. find me work. No, I beg. I'm looking for a better job. She is job sponsoring that pays better us, to and she is funding us. A job that I'm bankrolling us. For a fact, guys, she pays us salary. That's true. That's true. I have a job now. This is a lie. <laughs> you people, this uh, is a lie. I'm looking for a P. Well, because one fifty a month. Do I earn that much? <laughs> well, this week has been productive to say the least. Mm. Thank God for life and so many other things. That's oh, all I can I'm say. Thank you, Jesus. Bros J, you're doing well. Doing it I've had like the craziest week. Had silly clients, but it's been productive all through. Just working all through. Yeah. All right. On this episode of the podcast, we would be discussing how limiting overprotective parents are. I mean, we all as individuals grew up with very overprotective parents, especially generation of 20 21 22 19 18 year olds yeah 90s babies yeah 90s babies, babies generally yeah. we grew up with very overprotective parents so this episode will be spotlighting our individual you know experiences with mm-hmm. our parents and you know we would be sharing our insights on the things that we've learned and those that we want to unlearn since yeah. we're in the unlearning yeah, so century exactly exactly so first of you guys how did you guys grow up like how was your upbringing like um, let's see i grew up in a household that was both strict and lenient it was like 50 50 two sides of the coin mm-hmm. my <laughs> my parents weren't exactly the oh you can't do anything kind of people but at the same time it wasn't like you had the feelings to go outside they created an environment that gave you everything you wanted and needed in your house so but at the, at the end of the day you think about it and when people say come outside in your in your head you're like why what what's out there that I can't get yeah, out exactly. mm-hmm. and yeah so it's still down to that point now that I see most things as I can get everything in my house I don't need to go outside the old almost get inside vibe exactly <laughs> exactly for me I think it was the same but it was not the like rigid part of it we just had to say go to school and get back to my parents' businesses, whether the shop or my dad's office. There was no time to sit down at home or play at home or mix up with neighbors or anything of such. So I'll just say it was neutral 
it was not like it was like state, stated there that you can't have friends, yeah. you can't play with people, you, you can't just, go you to. It it's just like natural. Do you know, do you understand? Yeah. I get to spend more time with them in their businesses than I spent at That's home. Right. So basically, it was just neutral. So for me, generally growing up, I grew up in a very, I would say strict for some years because then when I, when I got to secondary school stage it became a bit lenient but from when I was a child my mom would lock us up in the house and provide us virtually everything I mean we had computers we had games we had food you were not allowed to go out like there there is this back door in my kitchen <laughs> that has this iron thing that me and my brother used to like just come out from you know and then the moment we see my mom from the junction of our street we run back and pass that place inside you would wonder how a child can actually pa- i don't know if you guys have this kind of gates in your house that have like really like tiny, tiny lines spaces. like yes you wonder how we would get in but that's a lie me and my brother i put your head inside first bring out your hand then bring out your leg then you had fix the up, technique fix up your whole body so we had that and it was just really it was it felt strict at some point but then growing up you see that there, there was actually a reason yeah, for yeah, that yeah, and yeah, so yeah. so i would say that my my upbringing was strict and lenient depending on who which of the parents was actually exactly it's yeah, like yeah, a 50 true. 50 thing so it's like mommy's mommy's sweet, mommy's daddy is, cop, is daddy the strict one, or mommy is the strict one and daddy is the sweet one. There's always like a balance there. But the moment where you have the both of them strict, I don't know. Ooh. I don't know how that feels. That like. must be terrible. So wait, so since we both have like strict and um, lenient parents on both sides, depending yeah. on the gender, how mm-hmm. did it affect you like growing up? Mm, okay, for me, I think... Uh, okay, my mom was the disciplinarian. She was the one that did most of the parenting. She's a teacher. So it kind of came naturally. I, I don't think at any point they had to sit down and say, oh, you're the one doing this or you're the one doing this. It just came naturally. naturally. She was mm-hmm. always immersed in that kind of lifestyle. So she just brought it home. It was no different home and at work. So she was the person you could go to whenever you had problems. She was the person mm-hmm. you could uh, that would correct you whenever you messed up. Messed up, yeah. My dad was just always there, like, put the stamp there, oh. My, yes. wife, my wife has done my wife has exactly said, what, what, like, what your mom said <laughs> exactly it's like the virtuous woman thing yeah, so most, <laughs> times, most times it's, it's more like we never i never had the mind that oh let me ask my mom something and she says no and i go and ask my, my dad. dad but i know he's going to say the same thing the first thing he asks you is what did your mom say Mo- wow like, like there's an agreement and so you already know that these people mm-hmm. are on the same page, same page on this right. matter so exactly you never really oh, why do i just sort of feel like your dad just didn't want problems for it did I think it was more of the it happened because of his availability too when mm-hmm. I was growing up I think from like my younger years to maybe five six seven eight my dad was not really around okay. was yeah. at Abuja or something traveling so when he was around it was always like okay I stamp what my wife has well, been doing. doing mm-hmm. right. And then when he was in there, my mom was mom. She was that. She was everything there. 
So um, how did this affect friendships and um, relationships growing up? Like the kind of upbringings that we all had, like did it affect like how you saw your friends or how you went into like relationships? Yeah, generally? for me, I just knew that I always wanted something more than what I've seen from home. So I believe in having good relationships because it didn't feel like I had any of those. So I always like to intentionally putting work into relationships. I always like to be the one that brings so much value into yes, into friendships or relationships or anything of such because of the kind of things that I have seen. Yeah. It makes me like want to be a better person okay. consciously yeah. Yeah. and treat people better and um just it's just like Trees having it in your head that I don't want the kind of way I've been brought up to like be really evident in my lifestyle mm. or evident in the way I treat people, you understand? So just like consciously wanting to be a better person or living a better life and all that. So that's just it. For me, generally, I'll say that uh, my upbringing shaped my perspective on friendships because my parents weren't really big up some friendships they didn't really have friends that much but i i knew that the friends they had were intentional friends they were friends that had like stand like through the test of time mm-hmm. friends that had been there like when they actually needed them and these are people that they could actually you know die today and be confident that oh this person is actually going to yeah. take, take care, care of my, my children mm-hmm. do you understand and it made me really value friendships in a way that i would not like be friends with any random person and i term friendship as something that's really important to me majority of people that i know in this life are acquaintance to me they're not my friend <laughs> and the funny thing is when i tell people that oh you're just an acquaintance they look at I'm me and be like oh you feel off and i'm sorry but you're just an acquaintance you're not you're, you're, you're not you're not a friend right mm-hmm. I, w- I wouldn't i wouldn't be in danger now and you'd be the first, first person, person that i would, I would think call mm-hmm. do you understand that's actually a good friendship test would you call when you're in trouble right exactly. so if i cannot call you or if i cannot cry to you if i cannot tell you that oh this is how i feel this is about my something mm-hmm. then obviously we're, we're not friends we're just people you may know exactly so, yeah. so uh, really Exactly, people you may know. You're not my friends, but you might know them, right? So it, it really worked that way for me. And for, for relationships generally, it made me very intentional about relationship. What I want out of relationship. I learned, I grew up around a lot of marriages and I picked like things that I would want in my own relationships out of these marriages. So right from a child, I always knew that, oh, I was not going to tolerate abuse. There were some things that my parents did in their own marriage. I'm like, ah. Nah, that's not going to be me you know in some marriages around like oh this man did this to his wife no man yeah, is ever I, going to do I this to me. me because i saw the way it affected these people i saw the way it affected these women you understand and so i think generally i could say that the way my parents you know brought me up was it affected in positive ways to some extent i agree with that same same here same here but um has it affected you? I mean, we've talked about the relationships that we've had and the friendships, how, how how we were brought up affected those. But how has it affected our characters as people, as individuals? What how has it made us who we are? 
I think for me, he it made me more. My parents are very, should I say, they are a people person. My parents actually take care of people around them. My parents show up for people, mm-hmm. like regardless of like the level of friendship or relationship with around like these people. My parents mm-hmm. will actually really show up for you. So I. Personally, from there, I've always had this, regardless of what happens, we show up, right? Exactly. We show up for people. I'll be there. You get, like, yeah, we, yeah. May not, we, not, we may not completely, like, be friends per se, yeah, but if you, co- you. if you consider me as somebody worthy enough to actually be in your life and you exactly. call me for something, I would show up for you, right? So I think that, for me, it shaped my character. It shaped how I want to be perceived. It shaped how I want people to treat me because then I saw how my parents treated other people and how people treated them. And I, I would pick some things and I would totally let some things slide. Like, no, I don't want to be treated this way. And I, I, I've been very intentional with, well, like, telling my parents that, oh, this person shouldn't be your friend. Like, no, you shouldn't allow this person to treat you this way. This person is not deserving of, you know, your friendship and all of that. So, yeah, it has, it has, it has shaped my character, like, Mm. in a very positive way. Although, although we have some of, like, the conservative aspects of it that Uh we all have, always have to unlearn, you know, but then to, to a certain extent, yeah. For me, I think, I think, okay, there's this thing, I, when, people meet my mom and then meet me then they're like oh my god this is the carbon replica exactly (laughs) character wise in some aspects and so the kind of person i am i i i I think my pet peeves down to how i deal with stress when i'm stressed i either start cooking cleaning or baking and these are three things i mean if you bring cake for us one of these days i I will i will definitely one of our sessions should have cake Definitely. That means the baker. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of the things I had to pick up from her because she would rather not let you know that Omo, this is stressing me. She would just find a way to just ease herself out. Then it's also made me the way I was brought up has made me an intentional person. If I'm going to do something or if I'm going to get into something, then I'm putting my all into it. You will know that I'm serious. There is no joking intentionally around. that's not that's no what we're doing exactly that's not what we're doing so mm-hmm. it's kind of just made me that kind of person person yeah yeah so that i think that's basically how it's been so that means like you have to like intentionally do things and all that so what have you unlearned from the relationships that you've mm, had or experiences from parents and yeah uh, one thing okay i still i'm still in the process of unlearning it but i think one thing i want to carry on going forward is eliminating the whole do as i say mm-hmm. not do as i do a mantra that a lot of our parents had especially my dad my dad was the kind of person that would tell you don't do this thing and then a couple of minutes later, you're seeing him doing that thing, and in your head, you're still trying to match it up. Like, guy, you just oh, told exactly. me not to mm-hmm. do it, but I can see you doing it. So why shouldn't I do it? What's it's just like being being like a, an example of what you want exactly. your children not to do. Exactly. So if at all my children are not doing something, Lead they by have example. to have a reason why. I need to yeah. tell them, oh, this so is so why. So I don't want you doing this because this, and because I don't mm-hmm. do it, you should see it as an issue. Yeah, 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 exactly. Example. So for me, basically, uh, one of the things that I would unlearn would be 
trying to force some conservative, you know, opinions and how people, society has shaped some of the things that we see around and some of the things that we expect of people that our parents have actually totally embraced. Mm-hmm. I would totally unlearn all of that. And it brings me to the topic of marriage. Yeah. The whole of Nigerian mothers have this thing that when you are, you're done with university, you should get exactly. married. Exactly. Like that's, that's the next to your thing. Husband house. And so there, there's so much pressure that you actually put, like parents put on their kids that actually now force these children into like sometimes abusive marriages and yeah. sometimes yeah. get them to marry people that they do not actually love no. so yeah. it's it's just like something that i would i wouldn't totally do i would not i would not encourage my children like force my children to do what they do not want to do yeah. if you're not keen on getting married by the time you're out of the university fine That's right. That's if right. you're not, do, you. If, do you explore all possibilities explore all you know <laughs> abilities that you have exactly. if you turn out Gay. gay tomorrow fine make me understand that this is this your is personality and this is what you want uh, to do you, just, they're not easy to accept they are not easy to accept but then when you fully understand that first of all this person is your child yeah. this person is an individual sorry before this person yeah. is your child, child. regardless yeah, of the, the fact thing. that you that's actually the, birthed them into think, this world I think one easy one way to make it easier is to put yourself in your child's shoes in your child's shoes how, how would you, how would you exactly. parents so to, take, to, take, exactly, to take that exactly. you understand difficult but it helps to it helps like to some extent to ease the whole process so it it all boils down to the fact that if you have like a great relationship with your child whereby you act you allow them be who they are right from where they are kids when you get to that kind of stage probably maybe their gender or whatever is not sort of like an issue it'll be easy for you because then right from where you you were bringing them up you you know your kid you know the kind of person they are and you've actually given them that space to actually you know be themselves Honestly, it wouldn't even come as a shock to you because then, if you're very observant, you would actually notice that older person. I feel like that's some of some of the problems that we have, like in the African society generally, and people are not being parents are not being observant of the kind of children that they have. Like Mm -hmm. if if we if we do like a a test now or go on the streets and ask people what kind of children do you, I'm I'm pretty sure that forty percent of Nigerian parents can't really beat their chest to say that this is my child or if they say oh ah okay daddy or motherlani where do you think motherlani will be now right now as we are speaking like would your father be able to beat his chest to say that oh this is where regardless of you telling them or not telling telling them them where you are just being able to like know the kind of things that you would do naturally naturally and things that you would not do Mm -hmm. so I feel like a lot of parents need to like and also another thing is communication process between parents and children I feel like we we as young adults need to unlearn how our parents communicated with us because most of them communicated using abuse mm. most of them communicated by you know flogging and telling you there are better ways to actually like, even talking about treat, abuse what about situations where there were no there was no even, even any form of communication right there is no way to say oh this thing is good this thing is bad or to even like tell them mommy this person is asking me out this yeah, person like even as, as a young adult yes, right yes. things that your parents should be you know, you know, I had, I yeah had for that kind of thing friends, so friends from gs gss1 they had boyfriends you get yeah, so many so many life changing decisions that can you, you imagine made, right? you have to have gone through your parents, parents first. right you, yes. unfortunately, you don't have that kind of relationship with and them from, you're like mm, mom, do you know what you're saying age, but they wouldn't understand that it is a different background 
that the guy that is asking you out is coming Come from. Just the funniest thing is. I think it's easier on guys, even as young adults, that okay, um, the other thing, let's say Dami, for instance, now okay. goes to meet his mom that, oh, mom, I actually like this girl and this girl is my girlfriend. I mean, I've, I've, I've dated people that would gladly take me to their moms yeah, and they'll be like, easy. oh, mom, mommy, this is my girlfriend. But then but it's hard age. for a female, like when I was 20, 21, and it was almost the same age. That's but it. then for female children, it's like, I can't even tell my mom yeah, that I have a boyfriend. I have to take your call secretly. I think it was relatively easy for me to just bring any girl that was with uh, at that time bring them home and then let my mom know that oh this is, like this person. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is the person i'm seeing now I, but sometimes most of the times i didn't even have to say it she just, she just got knew that okay yes yeah, so she would just be like there's oh, somebody you know, that, that when they mention this person <laughs> name you're like mm, <laughs> she knows that that's the person that okay I'm but yeah, what, what I find like really I'm using is that when they now get to like a certain age of that age of you know pressurizing people to get married then you now sort of start want to start building like a relationship that isn't it's actually late. Yeah. and it's actually mm-hmm. very late because sometimes you must have pushed these kids away to a no certain 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 stage exactly, exactly. imagine that, being in school and um, leaving your parents in say Lagos and you're schooling in Ilorin or some way further they don't even know anything that you're doing most most of the time well. any child that turns out good is out of self-discipline exactly not exactly. of what and how you were raised Right. Or anything that you know your parents would do to you, just yeah. like self discipline and all that. I can say that, that I can say that categorically for different kind of friends that I had in university. I mean, I, I I'm not I can't say particularly that this is how they were completely raised, yeah. but I feel like like five six of us, if we were going to turn out bad, right, we would have because sometimes our parents barely even checked up yes, on us. No, you understand? No, At all. We were, lead, we we're just breezing through school. school exactly. Like that. So if we if we were out of Nigeria, best believe I'm very sure that some of our Honestly, parents would not, not even, even know At that all. we were out of At the country, all. right? And it, it, it was it was it, it was it was really really bad. I, I feel like it's really bad, and that a lot of parents like need to work on that. And even as young adults, that that we get to the point of you know parenting any child. Exactly. We need to work on that aspect. Children should be able to see you as their go-to person for support absolutely system. anything. Exactly. Support system. It boils down to kids that actually get violated that cannot even go as far as going to Honestly, tell their parents that, like, oh, mommy, this person... You know, so many people, me. family members, like maybe your cousin, your, your uncle, uncle is abusing you and you, you can't, can't even tell your, tell your mom it's weird, because it's so crazy. There's no communication for that. And you would dread the way they'll take the situation. Huh? I mean, think it's in a way that it will they leave you more broken. You. Exactly. Than, yeah. Exactly. I, or yeah. they should spread it to the whole world. Something yeah. that's supposed to be concealed, like yeah. handled as adults. They come and call family meetings and, and you tell your own cousins and everything about it. Someone, something you don't want other people to know about. You so get. I think. I think it brings it brings me back to personality again. When I say parents should actually know, like the kind of personality of their kids because for me instant for me as a person now i do not like when people shout on my head like i feel like i don't like loud things if i'm gonna do something it has to be like really low-key okay. and just mm-hmm. get it over with them but my mom is a very loud person regardless of the fact that she doesn't have friends she has a whole community of people that she can call anytime she wants to do a party so i i don't like me for as a person i don't like parents that brag too much about their 
children's successes I, I don't want you to see your friend i want to use me as a point of competition for your friend i'm not mm-hmm. about that life but then but then you see parents doing that thing and then you just shake your head like this is the reason why i didn't tell you i got that job exactly. this is the reason why i didn't tell you i got that you scholarship feel, yeah. this is the reason why i didn't tell you i'm featuring on bbc or mm-hmm. on cnn exactly. do you understand we have a whole lot yeah. everybody we hear like can't you just conceal it and just leave it there do you understand do you have to make yeah. everything like some sort of like competition between the next person or the next door neighbor it doesn't really make any you know sense as 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 a custodian of you know children but but it, it is what it is it is some of the things that our parents do and we as young adults we should just learn to break, you know break that, break that circle and you know learn better ways reach out to other people read there are a lot of books about and you know how to train children child psychology all those kind of things because and just, let's be very honest these things are really deep there are so many children that battle with so many mental health issues and it's either the parents don't even believe that those things exist or they don't even see that something that is deep enough to pay attention to this yeah. be like you'll be a lot fine of them are like god forbid exactly do you, do you know what it, it is it could even be child like of a spiritual god thing that, that no 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 why would my child have an anxiety like Christian, god forbid i reject it for you and it's like why no, do you have to be i like think this? even upbringing shape the kind of relationships that you have with your siblings yeah. yes true. yes for me yes. i feel like it shapes relationship with siblings because for some, you, you when you go out, you look at people and how they relate to their siblings, and exactly. you're like, oh, this, you guys are really close. This is how you guys are like, in your family. They tell their siblings everything. And sometimes, and sometimes it's the fact that some of these people have to find solace in their siblings. Both of those people that are not really quiet and they're not really expressive about themselves, it not drives like a wedge between, between two, two siblings yeah. because yeah. everybody cannot. You've been to you know, a family where everybody's just on their own. Everybody's just no, dealing everybody's with their shit. Everybody's dealing with their shit by themselves. Nobody comes to say. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is what is going on with me. This is what I'm dealing with. You don't even know shit about what your brother or your sister is going to. Do you get... You don't know any other thing about... Let's say, I am certain that my sister would never do this thing. I am certain that my brother would never do this thing. And it's crazy. Sometimes the parents will not even pay attention to say, okay, let's look for something to bring all of you together. Together. Honestly, parenting is really, really it's crazy. deep. It's a, long, it's, a it's a long, long, long road. Cause so we've, we've, we've spoken about breaking the cycles and learning things, but what do you guys feel about the line between child abuse and child correction? <laughs> so for me, basically, I would say that no offense to our parents, but basically majority of what they did was child abuse. Straight yeah. Up, because I, my parents did not really flog me like as, as as compared to how my brother was treated and if um if i'm to be honest i i saw the way that shaped my brother as a person okay. right and i've seen other kids like people that are my friends and how flogging and you know beating children have actually shaped them Let personally see, yeah. as persons and i just really look back and i'm like no i can't do this to anybody mm-hmm. i feel like maybe when parents begin to think that you are you are you are a human being first regardless of if i brought you into this world well, before you are exactly, my child that's that's that thing that you are my child you do so as i, I say you do what you. exactly should should really die should really it should die because even if god said that oh you should come into the world and procreate or do you, whatever do you know the funniest thing my mom has this philosophy she'll tell you you did not ask me to give back to exactly you, so you I didn't ask say I own you. yes my job is just i didn't ask yeah, to be yeah, to show this you world. Exactly. and if i don't do it right 
then I've messed up. I've messed up big Honestly, time. Honestly, because it's like a moment. really big responsibility. And if you're not ready to take the responsibility, <laughs> don't bear children. children. I'm of the opinion that don't bear children. Don't Honestly, do you know there are like a whole lot of now this modernized parents or newlyweds and all that they get married for a long time and they decide not to have children not yeah. because they have health but issues because they know exactly they make themselves like mentally ready to have it's, a child it's like it's like being unstable emotionally and then bringing a child into the world into the world exactly it's going to be unstable because it's like a whole lot you hear situations where before their um some parents lock their children, they will maybe cut use razor blades ah, to cut them or soak canes inside. I think I, I think I, we, I, I went I went I went to it's quite quite I went to shit. Arabic schools where you know students like kids were actually flogged and then mm-hmm. when maybe a child misbehaves out at home like the parents actually brings them to the Arabic to school, school. So so for, to be flogged mm-hmm. and then it was it was really a sore side for me because I always felt like my mom would not do this to me outside at home like why would you want to do this to me like in public I was, I was even in school I used to challenge teachers you can't hurt me you can't hurt me with that kid because my mom will not beat me at home so why, so why should you do that exactly so if you're going to correct me correct me don't use cane on me no. so it, it, it also a point that i was seen as rebellious in school because of that but i just felt like if if we normalize things from the home yeah. we should be able to normalize in other Outside. social institutions yeah. also right yeah, that's it but yeah. another thing is that you should be able to study the way the child is yeah. it's not every child that listens to correction like instantly instantly but that's where the, this point comes in so even if you have to say correct the child like with beatings at least tell that child what what they did why they shouldn't do it again like have a talk and sit down there okay i beat you because of this if you don't want this thing to happen again then don't do it exactly some parents just beat you for no reason entirely (laughs) you break plates they beat you you understand try to be more more careful you just see that they keep beating you for various 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 reasons you lost money they beat you am i the one that said i should lose the money it's That's crazy why can't you just say okay getting money is not easy bring so your moral lesson out of everything ways. that money do not fall from the tree <laughs> you have to work for it so don't be clumsy with money or something like that and the child learns so it's like a whole lot of parenting to do parenting is not is not an easy task and and this Uh -uh. this particular topic is not to say that our parents did very bad jobs exactly no we're not not coming out to say that they did really bad jobs we're just trying to say that oh these are the things that we observed from like their from how we grew up up and and we wouldn't we wouldn't want to treat like our own children if by adventure we decide to have them we wouldn't want to you know imbibe these cultures and and these exactly Mm -hmm. this circle because our generation has i'm i should say i don't have the data i don't have the statistics but i would say that this generation like has like the highest number of people with mental health yeah. issues Underlying and people, that don't, know people that don't know that they have exactly. mental health issues. and this stems from the fact that they were raised in these sort of ways ways exactly you and know the, sorry to cut you short Tolani that is even worse when you don't even know you have mental health issues so, yeah. you see a lot of ladies these days staying in abusive relationships not because they can't leave but they just feel maybe it's normal 
you know in some in some families you get to see that okay the the male figure is like the alpha anything he does you have to submit yeah. anything he does you have to just accept it you just no have to like, do you understand so some ladies already they already have that mentality that okay um you 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 get to see some situations that the man is cheating on his girlfriend or his wife and she'll be the one to apologize that okay maybe i'm the one that is not giving you enough you, you get it's so it's so crazy and this thing has to do with parenting has to do with upbringing and a lot of things so i'd like to ask did your upbringing shape your choice of career mm. like say you wanted to do something differently but because of your upbringing mm-hmm. or your dad had to like tell you to be not so to be yeah. a doctor the funniest thing is my parents have always been supportive my mom especially if you tell my mom this is what i want to do now i'm going i want to be a dancer she'll look at you and be like okay this is what you want to do you're going to be happy with it okay sure why not so long as you're happy and you're really supportive and, mm-hmm. and then my dad on the other hand is the why guy why why do why you, do you do want this? to do this mm-hmm. oh dad i want to go into mechanical engineering hmm, why and in the funniest thing is that you might feel okay he's against you sometimes mm-hmm. but at the same time it's preparing you for questions that you did not ask yourself in the first place mm-hmm. why do you want to study this why do why are you going into this if you can't answer those questions yourself then probably you should not be attempting so even to touch that exactly. so even when he doesn't know mm-hmm. that he's doing that you pick up these kind of lessons so for me i think it was always a good process this is what i want to do but i was always telling my mom that okay, this is what i'm doing next this is what i'm jumping into and then she give me her own insights yeah it was never no it was almost more like okay why okay this is what you should do yeah. these are other options that you can take up so exactly it really was just cool for me i feel like my parents my dad especially is always supportive about whatever it is that you want to do career-wise provided you're like oh i want to do this thing is ready to ask you okay where do you need help what um what can i do to make this easier for you and do you know choice of career i believe that my parents being business-minded like i've never ever seen my parents work in a corporate firm or earn salaries no never not even for one day so it has shaped the way i think do you understand i'm always like oh i want to do business maybe business is going to like give me more money or flexibility do you understand and it's not like that because people in the corporate world make a whole lot of money there's a lot but there's a lot of more security exactly it's more of security trip so that the way they like grew up the way their businesses are has actually like shaped my influenced my choice of business or career or whatever it is and so for me generally i would say that my parents were my parents are nine to five workers and i did not have that entrepreneurial like aspect of you know trying to think of what to do with your life but my parents are very big ups on okay 
you went to school, you studied this course, fine. Please learn a trade. Nigeria is so unstable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nigeria yeah. have a skill. Have a skill. You know, what if work doesn't work out work for out. you? I'm not saying you're not smart enough Over. to land exactly. a job at mm-hmm. Shell. I'm not saying you're not smart enough to land a job Thoughts. at, you know, Ebony Life TV. I'm not saying you're not smart enough to land a job at, you know, one of the big tech companies. Exactly. But what I'm saying is that if life doesn't work out for you, what do you, do you fall back exactly. on? So my parents have always been the type, the backup kind of like, if you're having a plan here, have a plan B, C, D, E, you can have F, up to Z. <laughs> all the letters, but just know that if this doesn't work out, you're you moving to off to the next thing. Yeah, you have something to follow. You can't be stagnant. You get so if you want to study this course, go ahead, study. We'll pay school fees, but as you are studying this course, please, are you learning this thing on the side? Mm-hmm. Are you going to are you going to just slowly like put all your all into this yeah. education? If not, tell me what you want to do with your education. Are you going to get a job? Are you promising me that you're going to get a job after, you know, with this? Is it guaranteed? Are you sure, you know? So, I feel like my upbringing shaped, like, my career, like, in the sense that if I see the way I grew up, I grew up around a family that we were very open-minded. We have, you know, constant arguments about you know a lot of things review nigeria and dissect and talk about politics i would be a lawyer by now but thankfully you know did not give me law thank you university of lawyer for not giving me law because i know that i would probably hate myself right now if i was giving you know law to study and my mom saw law as a course that was for people that wanted to die early basically (laughs) so she sees me as that activist kind of person that takes things too personal and then if i if i if i put my heart into doing one thing i would want to you know make sure i get that thing done in the process Mm -hmm. you offend a lot of people and before you know your life is cut short and i don't blame them it's because of like yeah sort of like fusha williams sort of things and bola Ige and the rest of them even though these people may have done like other shitty things but they were actively fighting for something and this was what they died for you know for putting themselves out there so my mom has always been like really scared of that kind of thing so i feel like it's it's also helped shape like the fact that i'm a very versatile person my mom is really versatile my mom is the event planner at you know one of our friends party today she's the one also trying to get someone a better healthcare system and it has shaped me as a person because i can function in any way i find myself you just have to show me the ropes of how these things work and i would actually you know jump on it and you know make my research and you know do better so i think career wise my upbringing like really shapes me you know amazingly well and I haven't turned out great, but I know that it's something that I will, and mm-hmm. my siblings are turning out, you know, yep. absolutely fine and all of yeah. that. So, yeah, how would you guys raise your children? I think this is a very important question. Mm, very interesting. Very interesting. But I think I think there there is no pattern, no set pattern to raising children. Yeah. Because these are individuals. Yeah, and they come differently. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You have to, even with my siblings, I noticed that my sister is the kind of person that don't just don't just tell her do this she will challenge you but as far as you can give her a reason why Mm -hmm. it will she'll do it then my brother is the kind of person that he doesn't just want you to shout at him don't yell at him just you've told him to do this right yeah at his own time so when you realize that different people have different you know mechanisms patterns, yeah. mm-hmm. you realize that there is no no pattern no child bringing practice that is set in stone so, the uh, first yeah. thing is try and attend 
to your children's needs first. Yeah. Find out the kind of people that they are deep down and then you can, you know, find some way in. There's no way to say, okay, this is how I'm going to raise my kid now because I don't have the kids yet. But when they're there, the first thing to do is to try and understand yeah. who this person is. This person's kind of child that you start So for me mm-hmm. well at least I think one thing I wouldn't do is you know be harsh with my kids. I don't think I could. I don't have the capability to be harsh with my kids. I think that might even be a weakness for me, but I mean I'll just teach them like to be really good people, show love and all those things and teach my female children to be very, very independent. No matter what they have, no matter the kind of wealth, riches, whatever it is that they meet in the family or that their husband in the future would have, they should just be independent and um, show love. I don't know. I, I really don't good, think. Just be good people. Honestly, just be good people. Cause there's, I don't, I, I don't really know any way to to define how I want my children to like grow. You understand? One thing I just know for sure is I want to teach them or breed them with love, God, and um, every good thing. You understand? So for me, I would say that generally, um, seeing or should I say having friends that grew up in families that were weren't really mine like the way i was brought up has actually you know shaped the way i would say that i would raise my kids first of all i would say that before i can become a parent i have to go through every child psychology book out there just to know what i'm coming i'm coming into i mean you you cannot know it all i mean our parents did not know it all but (laughs) one of the like core things that i would like to have at the back of my mind is that you have to learn every day yeah. as you as these children grow. Mm-hmm. You learn better ways new. to express. Even books you know exactly. You learn better ways to express your feelings to them. You learn better ways to interact with them. You learn better ways to communicate with them, and also learn better ways to actually teach them. Because I believe that children actually learn from their parents. Children actually learn from what they see. And one thing, one thing I would also like to say is that there are some decisions that parents make that affect the lives of children. Right. Yeah such as you know separation and all of that a divorce and i've seen how this has shaped a lot of people i mean it it has affected some of the people that i know that are my friends and if i'm going to be in a marriage today and that is like the bone of contention i would have to want to put my children's you know Mm-hmm. first and all of that so i want to ask you guys does does this does this become like a, an issue for you because now you you are you are you are in between maybe facing a marriage that isn't working and also trying to save your child from the emotional trauma that comes with divorce and separation okay you, you know the funniest thing is I'm, I'm i'm just going to put it under the umbrella of do what works best for everyone in the same vein that keeping a marriage together will save as much as keeping a marriage together is good for some kids keeping that marriage together can also be bad i know i mean if you're in an abusive relationship with a man or a woman obviously it's going to transfer to your children you're seeing that too so if staying in that marriage is going to teach your kids bad things my god please leave so what what would you say to you know let's say issues that 
solely based on these are not abuse this is not like abuse, abuse. Well, it, just doesn't work. it just doesn't work like you know there are sometimes that there are some unresolved issues that you can't just you know basically just say that okay this is the exact thing that is causing this marriage not to work out Lack of love. Yeah. you understand do, do you know something? and your I children sorry and yes. your children are not actively like able to notice this lack of you know this thing but you you want to opt out of this marriage because it's clearly it's not, not working. working for you do you know something that i've noticed is that one thing um parents in this kind of situations make one mistake they make is that they think the children are too young now unless your toddler cannot speak or cannot understand the basic things you are saying they are old enough for you to start introducing them to the concepts of these things yeah baby girl baby boy this is what is happening you might not understand it but but don't you think it's too much information for them at that age considering the fact that children are very should i want to say children are very smart people and they may go to school and try to like inquire from their teachers because they do not understand what you're trying to communicate with them the thing is if we look at it from the standpoint of i don't want my business out there because of oh it's my pride it's my thing it really doesn't serve exactly doesn't serve anybody anything the first thing you should be thinking of is not what other people are thinking Mm -hmm. the people you should be concerned about are are you your partner and the children involved so if they understand and they can talk to you ask you things questions about what is happening with the state of their house if they don't understand the fact that you came to them to tell them in the first place should open the grounds for them to see you as their point of contact Right. Whenever they need to ask questions again. Yeah. So they're growing and it's not like they're growing up. It's not like you have to start asking questions because you don't understand outside. You outside. can still meet the same people that came to meet you in the first place to tell you what happened. So for me generally I would say that um abuse and you know kids I would just conclude that you do whatever is do whatever works yes. for you because then if you're you a hurt person or an abused person cannot train a child completely right yeah. if you're emotionally scared scared rather you cannot transfer like good values and you know to exactly. your children so mm-hmm. Uh, this brings us to the end of this episode. This episode has been pretty emotional and, and sensitive. sensitive because it, it boils down to a lot of things that some of us are facing personally. Might we add that this is not um, the absolute truth? Just our exactly, opinions. just our opinions on this, and we are not saying yeah. that parents are not doing enough. Yeah, are doing we are not saying that our, our parents are not doing amazing yeah. jobs. My parents are doing absolutely amazing, but we're trying to, you know, talk about the things that we have to unlearn from, you know, growing up with them. And how things could yep. be better, exactly. better for our generation, considering the fact that we have a high rate of, you know, Problems people with, issues. you know, mental illness and transferring that to children that we're going to bring to could be actually cycle. messed up in a way so thank you for listening to this episode of this podcast if you had you know suggestions opinions feedback that you'd like to give to us our instagram handle is at square table podcast and you can reach out to us individually on twitter at ade underscore motola on instagram at ade underscore sorry on instagram at underscore motola underscore for dami for me it is on instagram it's k-o-v-s underscore and on twitter it is gr0 U-C-H-Y underscore Grouchy but with a zero For me it's Mary Creamy at Mary Creamy and um, on Twitter at Mary Creamy too So see you guys later <laughs> in the next episode 
We see you. Also, later. stay safe. COVID is real. Stay Wear your safe. face masks and use Social your hand sanitizer. Yes, yes, Thank yes. you.